Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamblin! Yes, how you doing everybody out there? How, you, how are you, Eric? I'm doing excellent, as usual. Good. Well, stay excellent, my friend. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. I gotta, I'm, I, I'm going to review slash contrast and compare two classic 1990s anime, I guess, uh, action films. <laughs> and I'm going to give an amazing review of Vin Diesel's Last Witch Hunter. Awesome. Uh, but first, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, what, what am I doing? What first? Oh, yeah, I, I've been playing a couple games and I will tell you about them. So. The first game I'll tell you about, Eric, is another, you know, I've been kind of like trying to get like free mobile games that are actually good. You can play with one hand. Mm. It's so hard to find those games, but I've found one. It's a good one, too. It's called Boost Beast. Boost Beast. Interesting. Boost Beast. Yeah. So it's uh, the concept. It's it's like you're playing Bejeweled, except that there's a zombie apocalypse happening. Let me turn it on. The music is just awesome. And so you're matching colors, you know, matching three colors into a, into a row all the time, but there's different colored zombies. And so every time that you match three dudes, like let's say I've matched like three pink dudes, you send them up to the battlefield to fight the zombies. Hmm. But the pink, like uh, pink, because uh, the, they're all like cute pets that you send up there, so the, the pink bunnies can only hurt the pink zombies. They can't hurt any of the color zombies. So, the bunnies, the bunnies can kill the zombies. Yeah, so so you're playing as cute pets, <laughs> where you're only you're only savior against the zombie apocalypse. And so uh, and so you set you're constantly sending up cute pets to the battlefield, like pigs and dogs, I guess baby bears, you know, cute things. But you have to match up the colors. So like mm. right now, I'm up against like one green zombie. So I have to match up like any kind of green uh, cute pets, I guess, uh, green pigs to send up there to the battlefield. So is this like, like a preschool game to introduce kids to colors and to their first exposure to zombies, or could be? I mean, no, it's it's more just like you know taking like a fun addictive concept and then mashing it up with uh, something that we've all seen before, which is you know the gameplay of Bejeweled. But it's got an interesting twist in that, like, you know, you're, you can, I'm just going to turn it off for a second. Oops, get out of here, Siri. The the fun twist is that you can't just, you know, just try and match whatever you want, just like mind-numbingly, just like, okay, swipe, 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 just try and get rid of uh, all the colors. You actually have to think about strategy and, like, um... Like, uh, in, in this battle right now, I'm trying to get rid of a bunch of animals so I can, like, work, work my way down to the greens. There we go. Finally got some greens going on. Green piggies. Bam. And then there's, like, a bunch of waves of zombies, and they all have different colors, and some of them are mixed. And there's even, like, little boss battles, too. It has your, your typical power-ups that are, like, if you, if you get, like, four in a row or, like, an L shape, you'll get, like, either a cross uh, power-up or a bomb. You know, that'll, like, eliminate rows and columns, or the bomb just blows everything up and sends everybody out to the battlefield. And overall, it's, like, oh. it's interesting enough of a twist that I feel like I'm not playing a game bejeweled that I've played a gazillion times. You know what they should make? They should make an Inspector Gadget handheld game. Hmm. I mean, the guy's got so many gadgets. You could just make it a side-scroller. Hmm. 
where like gadgets always moving, mm-hmm. and then you just had to activate his different uh, his different gadgets to get over stuff. That's interesting. So you've got like a mad agent coming low, and he's like, "Go, go, gadget legs." Or hmm. there's like all like a, a, the bridge is out. Go, go, gadget copter. Right. You know, or some falling rocks, and he uses his laser finger. I like, like that. Someone, someone, fucking make that. You know, and just and then every once in a while, like when he's in trouble, you can hit like an extra button in brain. The dog comes and saves him real fast. That's cool. And maybe you could, uh, you know, a couple like microtransactions. Like, okay, you got to pay. X amount of dollars to have Brain come and save you. Yeah, and then like at the beginning of each level, uh, Chief Quimby shows you his uh, your mission, and then mm-hmm. you crumple up the piece of paper and stick it in his ass, and then it blows up. <laughs> Dang. And then like at the end of each level, you defeat like a little mad, uh, a mad mini boss. Or maybe every once in a while, Doctor Claw will like fly in on like he always had like that sick like rocket car that also turned into like a submarine. Yes. Like, so every once in a while, he should just jump in. You can just see his hand, just his hand, dropping bombs out the window on you. I like that. Kind of like a Dr. Robotnik end of boss level against mm-hmm. Sonic. And you just sort of got to, like, fucking... And you got to do something stupid. Like, instead of shooting at him, you have to, like, <laughs> accidentally shoot the opposite way. And it'll just randomly hit someone and bounce back. And, you know, you got to defeat him on accident. So it's like, all whenever you fight him, you can't fight him head on. You got to fight him, like, reverse style. Oh, you know what if you what if in the what if it was like a mobile game and you're playing as Penny like remotely trying to save the day, and so you see like like Inspector Gadget and occasionally Brain on the screen and Inspector Gadget's going through and you have to like swipe and tap etc to try and like save his butt, uh, remotely. Um, yeah, like what if you take over his gadgets so you're mm-hmm. in control of his body? Exactly. Or even just like, or just like the things around him, like like a like, kind of like a puzzle game, like you're like, okay, cut the rope so he won't fall into the like the lava pit, and like, he'll just like, oh yeah, I could see that. Something Rayman Legends was all right. About that. So he accidentally gets across, but only because um, yeah, I could totally see that. That would make sense. Like, well, yeah, you um, you chop a stalactite and it falls into the lava, so he gets across the lava, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Again, if you're listening, video game companies of the world, we just dropped gold into your lap. We do every week. Every week, we just give you guys <laughs> millions. We give you million dollar ideas. We're like reverse Shark Tank. That's right. We, we bring don't... the ideas like to you guys to develop them. That's right. We don't steal your ideas. We yeah, don't. We don't berate just... or belittle you. Yeah, we hand them out for free. That's right. It's like tr- it's like trick or treating. Boom. What kind of what yeah. kind of candy do you like? In fact, you know, last night we were just trick or treating, and that just seemed to be like the flavor of the night. Is everybody's? It's not just like, hey, pick one, or hey, I'm gonna like put one into your basket. It's like, hey, what do you like? And there, you know, here's a bowl full of um, amazingness. What do you like? And you I know, like candy, bitch. Yeah, no. give it to me. <laughs> that used to be the, like, the only way. Is you hold out your bucket, and they like plunk, plunk something in, and you hope you get something that you like. But man, now like. It's a whole new world, and everyone's just like, what do you like? What, you want one? Well, here's two. Bam. How do you like that? I should have dressed my kid up as a, as a spider and then played the MC Chris I Want Candy song from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> oh, man. Was, that I, would have required work. So instead, we went to Walmart, and he picked out an Ant-Man costume for 15 bucks. I saw that. I was wondering if he saw the uh, if he saw the movie yet. If he he saw hasn't the seen the movie, 
but we watched the Avengers Assemble episodes with Ant-Man and we watched oh. Superhero Squad episodes with Ant-Man. Okay. And he's seen like the Ant-Man like trailers and stuff, so like he was fully versed without seeing the movie. I would say it's like it's pretty like it's pretty much a kids movie. There's a couple curses maybe now and then. Yeah, he wouldn't sit there. I mean, there's adults having conversations with adults. No That's kid true. wants to Watch that. There's old people look out. <laughs> and we're like, where's the motherfucking minions? Why are they not here yet? Yeah, where's the butt jokes, people? We need more butt yeah. jokes. Exactly. Well, Marvel's usually good for at least one. I know, right? Yeah. So what else did you what other shitty game did you well, shut up. Watch? Shut up. <laughs> Why am so I even bad. recording this? Am I recording oh, I am. Oh, sadly. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought too. Yeah, no, no. I I finally got back on Steam. I was, you know, cruising through my application folder for, I guess, my YouTube ripper <laughs> for legitimate purposes. But yeah, when you when you contact a filmmaker for a film festival and they're like, uh, I don't really have an HD RAW. Can you just rip it off YouTube? That's how you know you're living in a different time. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I, I saw Steam and I was like, oh, my God, Steam. I haven't gone on Steam in a long time because there aren't that many Mac games for Steam. So, um, but Broken Age Part 2 had updated, and I totally missed out on it. Everybody was, like, up in arms with pitchforks and torches about how dare Double Fine break up Broken Age. We paid for this game. It's $4 million. How dare they need more money to finish it, even though there's a documentary explicitly showing like, the, the real reasons why uh, everybody was pissed off. And nobody said, hey, it's out. So I updated uh, Broken Age, and I'm playing through the second half of this amazing, beautiful adventure game. The first half is, um, it's it's about like, you can switch between two characters, one character that's in like this crazy world where this giant monster comes down every, I think, 14 years and, and gobbles up these uh, maidens that everyone uh, uh, sacrifices to it. All right, gobble up some maidens. Now yeah. we're talking. And the, main, and the main character of that world, that part, is this woman named Vela who is selected as a maiden, and she's like, F that. I'm going to kill that monster. And then the other half that you're uh, in control of, you can switch to at any point, is this guy named Shay who's grown up in this spaceship. And the spaceship is, like, set up for him when he was, like, four, and he is definitely, like, a teenager or maybe in his 20s. So and he's like coming coming to grips with and it's hilarious just how like how kiddified everything like even like the spaceship console looks like uh like an extra saucer that you put like a toddler in with like giant buttons that squeak and stuff. It's hilarious. And he is and he, he's trying to escape from like the toddler spaceship. And uh at the end of part 1, the two worlds collide. And the, you know, without without spoiling much, it's a pretty awesome twist. This is a great twist. And then you pick up in part two where the twist left off. And you basically get to re-explore everything, uh, like both worlds, as the other characters. So hmm. I'm in there right. right now. It's beautiful game. It's, like, got to be, like, one of the, like, top ten most beautiful hand-drawn world. Like, it's it's all animated. It's, like, it's from the guys who brought you Monkey Island, and it's animated, um, oh, you should have led with that. And I, I want to listen more. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and it's great, and I'm really enjoying part two. Part two definitely has harder puzzles. I man, I I'm not too proud to admit that I uh, 
after like 15 minutes of going back and forth, I was just like, I don't care enough about this puzzle. I'm looking it up online. But check check it out. There's no place to find the correct answer to, to puzzles to an adventure game because everyone's pretty coy. Like there's no, I mean, without even like, a, like an actual walkthrough to this adventure game, the guy was just like, well, I'm not going to give you the answer. But here's mm-hmm. here's the clues about how to figure it out yourself. And then I went out to the forums, like uh, Game Facts forums, and everybody's saying the same thing. Like, well, I'm gonna put like little spoiler tags, but inside the spoiler tags are not actually the answer you're looking for. They're just like how to figure it out. And I'm like, just give me the freaking answer, guys. I just want to be done with this. Yeah, that's <sighs> what we asked. That's what we asked our Jumpman Podcast listeners this week. And they didn't fucking come through either, man. What? We just said, hey, remember? At the end of our last episode, we detailed how we would beat Steven Seagal in a fight. Mm. And we said we wanted people to weigh in on whether they thought we'd win or not. No one fucking did. I guess it was just really awkward, man. It's like a high school fight. Like, everybody loses. Thanks a lot, assholes. What? (laughs) You know, I should have... If, if oh, I wanted at least one person to be like, "Yeah, you guys would win." I just wanted—I just wanted someone to agree <laughs> with me that we that we would win. Maybe, maybe nobody then, did, dude. I think everybody thinks that Steve Seagal would win, and it's just too awkward for them to like post on our wall and tell us, "Like, sorry guys, you guys would get your asses kicked." You can't hurt my feelings. They can go ahead and say that. I, I think that'd be <laughs> funny too. I was just hoping that a couple people would and like post like little memes of us like as like puddles of shit after he's done killing us or something. But I just wanted one person to be like. Yeah, I think you guys could. I think you guys have a chance, but <laughs> fine. Don't just take our free ideas and don't give us the feedback we solicit. Fine. Wow. Wow, Eric. Well, if, if it really means that much to you, Eric, I'll go on our Facebook page right now. No, oh, oh man. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, oh, thought we'd at least get one person to tell us we could. We could totally beat him. I I think people thought about it. Like the all the two people that listened to that episode thought about it and they were like, "Those boys are gonna get beat. I better not no. encourage them." Thing is, he's fat. <laughs> Everyone forgets that part. The guy can't move. Like I said, he can't. You know, he can't go side to side that fast. I don't think. Or like, I don't think he could waddle around if one of us attack him from behind that fast. I really, I just don't think he can. That's the whole thing. People only <laughs> Stephen Skull never fights off two guys at once. That is true. I've yet to see a tubby Steven Skull movie where he fights more than one person at one time. Yeah, how come no one ever puts him in a full Nelson from behind and then another guy just, like, punches him in the face? I mean, I mean, the Wolverine honestly never had to deal with it either. I mean, action action movies, there's never, I mean, outside of, like, Hong Kong uh, or, like, uh, Eastern action movies, Western action movies are all about, like, one at a time. Let's line up in a line and I'll get to you, take a number, take a seat. Oh, dude, Saturday Night Live 20 years ago had a great skit with, like, Sandler and Farley and um, I think Jay Moore was in it, too, randomly, mm. uh, that one year he was on the show, yeah. um, when they were all ninjas, <laughs> and they were all coming back from the latest fight, and they always get their asses whooped, and so they're all, like, talking about what they need to do differently, and they're all like, all right, we got to, like, not rush them one at a time, we should just all jump in and stuff, but uh, you should look that up, it was, it was a funny skit, I'm not doing it justice, but... cool. All right, you got any more of those games? That's it, man. A mobile game, and I, I'm, I think you could download uh, Broken Age by Double Fine on mobile, or at least by i. It seems like it wants to be an iPad game. It's on a lot of mm. platforms. Okay, yeah. So I uh, went and saw Vin Diesel's Last Witch Hunter. The last I think. Witch-da-da. I think that's what you got to call it. 
You know, like, you can't call it Last Witch Hunter. You have to call it Vin Diesel's Last Witch Hunter. Mm. That's that's really the name that they they, they meant to call it. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the end of review. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how to spell that. But, um, no, um, you know what the funny thing was is they 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 tried to be tricky. They mm. tried to be tricky. Because what they didn't tell us, and this probably would have gotten more butts in the seats, what they didn't tell us was that Vin Diesel's Last Witch Hunter was actually a reboot of the movie, of the Disney movie, Hocus Pocus. What? The Last Witch Hunter is a fucking reboot of Hocus Pocus. Holy shit, with the candle and the virgin and the... Uh, well, well, not quite that fucking specific. Really, Chad? You really think that's what happened? Come yeah, on. May- maybe. I mean, there was a All zombie. Right. Here, Here's what happened. And about halfway through the movie, I was like... Holy shit! It's fucking hocus pocus, but they couldn't. They couldn't afford Bette Midler, so oh. they got Vin Diesel. Hmm. So, um, all right. So here's what happened. So check this out. This is like take for take, both of these movies side by side. All right. Both Witch Hunter and Hocus Pocus start in the past. Mm-hmm. They start hundreds of years in the past with the witches and with the main character trying to take out the witch. Mm-hmm. But both movies, the witch kills the main character's family mm-hmm. so in hocus pocus the little girl gets killed which is fucking i mean like again Brutal. i can't i mean go back and watch with hocus pocus they suck her soul out of her face i mean and before they do it they they try and get you to laugh at them with their little hijinks but then they just kill a child on the screen yep so anyways Dick move. Um, and then in the witch hunter um the witches caused the black plague and it killed vin diesel's uh daughter and his wife Mm. So, because a main character can't be tough enough unless the family, the cute family, dies, dude. Double family, man. Then they're out of fucks to give. <laughs> so, then in both movies, the witch hunter defeats the witches. So, in Hocus Pocus, it was the older brother mm-hmm. manages to defeat them. And in this one, Vin Diesel does. But in both of them, the witches die, but they. Both times, they give the main character eternal life. Mm. And then they cast a spell, vowing to be back. Right. Both fucking movies, man. Both of them. So Vin Diesel kills the witch. And just as it looks like everything's good, she like takes her arm and goes right into his heart. And she's like, I'm going to give you eternal life. And he's like, thanks, bitch. And then she dies, but she's like, but I'll be back later in the movie. And I was like, fuck, that's exactly what Hocus Pocus did, man. Like, mm. they turned him into a cat and cursed him to live eternally and stuff. And then they're like, before we die, we're going to blah, 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 blah. And they cast a quick spell on themselves. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, holy shit, this is Hocus Pocus. Now, this part of the movie was really good. Vin Diesel, even though he's got like a, a big beard stuck on there with spirit gum or whatever. Yes. like. I mean, even though he looks stupid, this part of the movie is cool. Hmm. You know, you got like old school era dudes going there. They go like to this fucking huge tree. It's like the get along gangs. No, no. It's like the shirt tails tree in the park. Ah, yes. Like 100% wickeder. <laughs> and notice I said wicked in there too. That was awesome. So, um, I mean, like this part's looking really cool. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, Vin Diesel, like, you know, he was planning to die when he was going to kill the witch because his family's dead. And she's like, you're going to live forever. And you're like, oh, man, like there's just this guy with a sword and this sucks. And what's he going to do? And then they cut um, they cut to like him in the modern era time. And then all of a sudden, like he, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's not cursed or anything. He's fucking making jokes with his deep nasal voice all the time. Hmm. 
and he's like he's like reprimanding a teenage witch. He's like on the plane. He's like, yeah, you, you dumb witches. Guys don't even do this. Blah 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 blah. It's like, where's the pain, Vin Diesel? Where's the pain? Where's this cursed guy? He's like, you don't give a shit anymore. This is, this is not good. So, anyways, wait, wait. I, I just, I just want to, sure. I just want to interject. The same, the same thing happened in the the Conan reboot where you're really rooting for like little kid Conan, mm-hmm. you know, because you see his like his parents and his family get like murdered, and you're like, oh dang, he's got to save the day. He's gonna like you know. You know, beat the bullies in his town, and oh man, he's gonna grow up to be such an awesome dude. And then it cuts forward in time, and like modern times, Conan is just kind of like a turd who's like yucking it up in the hot sub with some prostitutes. And you're like, oh man, what happened to the little kid? Yeah, you're just like, oh man, I wonder what this guy's gonna be like in 800 years. Ah, oh, Van Diesel. Ah, oh. oh, oh, <laughs> So, um, both movies. The witches are revived through sheer stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> like in Hocus Pocus, they're like, hey, I'm going to light this fucking candle. It's so where specifically the eyeball book says not to do that, dude. All right, well, let's do it. Yeah. And in this one, like the, uh, the fucking the priest dudes have been, who've been helping him all his life, they actually saved the witch's heart and it's still alive. Bizarre. So they bring her back because she was never dead. All it's right. Like, it's like you fucking guys, really? It's like what? Did you really? just like did you like bring it out every once in a while and be like, look, <laughs> like a tourist trap? Give me five dollars to look at it the just heart. Made, it made no sense. Like their reasoning was like, well, yeah, but I mean, like it, the reason why we didn't kill the witch's heart is because you have been doing such a good job, like killing all the other witches and stuff. And like, if we killed the witch's heart, you probably w- would stop. And we're like, well, yeah, obviously, because that's the only one you really needed to kill, you assholes. So um, in both movies, they have a modern-era female partner. Right. You know, in Hocus Pocus, it was the the cute girl in school that he wanted to make the moves on. And in this one, it's uh, Rose Leslie, who was in Game of Thrones, who was Egret, Jon Snow's wildling friend. Oh, yes, his special friend. (laughs) Yes, yeah, special friend. So uh, she does pretty. They don't really give her much to do in this, but she does a pretty good job. She was good. That's good. Um, you all, both movies have a shitty kid sidekick, right? In uh, Hocus Pocus, you had little Thora Birch, mm-hmm. and in Witch Hunter, you have little Elijah Wood. Really? Oh so, yeah, he's fucking. You know, Frodo just shows up, and he's like, "Hey, I'm your new priest sidekick," because Michael Caine doesn't make it in the movie. <laughs> so what's up? And then he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Elijah Wood. No one, no one wants you here." Even, uh, even I'm like, it's funny because Vin Diesel says what we're all thinking. He's like, "I don't, I don't fucking want you here." And we're like, "Yeah, get out of here, Elijah Wood. You're stupid. <laughs> no one likes you." Uh, what are you still doing in movies? Why isn't that Rob Schneider or somebody who's like more of like the the jokester instead of Elijah Wood plays, is like, like Rob Schneider. That that is he is Rob Schneider now, basically. Mm. Um, both movies, they die defeating the witches. Well, mm-hmm. in Hocus Pocus, he dies, but in, in Vin Diesel, he, like, kind of does. Like, he loses his immortality, because the witch is like, dude, I just gave it to you so you could, you could keep it for me until I was ready to come back. I'm like, I'm gonna take that back now, thank you. Aww. And then she gets shot, like, so he loses his immortality, he gets shot, like, four times in the chest and goes down. Well, and then all, all of a sudden, like, the fucking ghost of his, of his dead wife comes into his brain kind of like um in Rocky 3 when when the ghost yes. of Mickey comes in he's like get up rock get up rock 
basically, like, Vin wife is like, get up, Ben! Come on! Come on, douche! Get up! And he's like, okay. It's like, disregard the four bullet holes in your chest. Just get up anyways. I love you. Oh, and, you know, man. Where was, where was her during the rest of the movie when he was just being a douche in the modern era? Like, he wasn't haunted by it at all, but there she is. She's like, get up. I mean, how can you even remember from 800 years ago? But... So, so he doesn't technically die. Um, and then this is where the comparison ends because then in the last two character, uh, categories I wrote, um, sex jokes and musical numbers, Hocus Pocus has those, and Witch Hunter does not. So in the end of my review, Hocus Pocus is a better movie oh. than, Witch, <laughs> than Witch Hunter because they had sex jokes and musical numbers. Hmm. Well, you know, they are, they are actually uh, rebooting Hocus Pocus. I heard they were going to make a sequel maybe, but... It's either going to... They wouldn't need any witch makeup this time. I know. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Bed Midler. Bed Midler still making movies there. Jessica Parker, probably interested. The third witch, nobody remembers because she was just a character actor. She is so on board. They might have to make Sarah Jessica Parker less ugly, actually, for this next one. <laughs> she was like the. She was, like, she was the hot one. In, she was the hot one. Because Hulk's if you one. stand next to Bed Midler, it makes you look hotter. That is true. I mean, you know, she had a good run. I mean, she wasn't super ugly in the first couple seasons of Sex in the City, I guess. But now. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a movie announcer. But yeah. now it's yeah. <laughs> in a world where you stand yeah. next to ugly old women and look better. She might still look better. I mean, next to Bette Midler. It probably doesn't change. So, so yeah, Vindy's a witch hunter. I mean, sets up for a sequel and stuff. But, uh, I mean... The old school stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the beginning, with the way they they set the world up and how he hunts the witches, it's cool. It's kind of like a Van Helsing thing. Hmm. The priests are helping him, but he's the hunter, and he's the fucking badass. And it's just some jokes and stuff. It's just kind of Van Helsing-ish. The, witches, the, the spells were interesting. The prison was interesting. And the second half of the movie is just really shitty. So, so the Hocus Pocus reboot failed. Well, here we go. Well, all right. Well, I I got uh, I got an idea for a sequel slash prequel, all mm. at the, all at the same time. So you set the movie back in ye olden times, right? Mm-hmm. And just do a team up between Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters, and Vince Vis, Vin Diesel, last witch hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like not quite the last witch hunter. Oh, speaking of, I think that's going to be a TV series now. Really. Yeah, they wrote a script for a movie, but I think it becomes a TV series now. Well, sometimes that happens. Oh, you know what they need to do mm. is they need to take The Last Witch Hunter once it comes on DVD, and they need to fucking take audio from Hocus Pocus and recut it. Well, yeah. Make the evil witch in Witch Hunter be Bette Midler's voice. Awesome. That would be so good. I mean, yeah, so that's what they and, – and take the musical number – from Hocus Pocus and put it in, <laughs> put it in a witch hunter. All right, we need we need a mat we need a mashup, guys. There you go. We need a mashup I, bad. I think it's a good idea. I mean, even if you just cut together like the musical number, like the music from the musical number, and some of the like wackier parts of the last witch hunter together, and make it just a little sillier. That's true. I could I could totally see like and I'll just take it and put it to the fight scenes. Mm. I cast I cast a spell on you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Good job. 
And it's every time they cut to Elijah Wood, be like, no one likes you, Frodo. Aw. Get the fuck out of here. I like Elijah Wood. I, I like the, the weird stuff he's done since being the most famous actor on the planet. Oh, I forgot about the best part of the movie. What's that? In a twist that no one saw coming. Wait a second, wait a second. Like, wait, 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 wait. So, we're spoiling the movie. I've already been spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> gives a shit? This movie sucked. Aw. No, in a twist that everyone saw coming, Elijah Wood is the bad guy. Aw. Okay. And he's, you know, step away from my queen. And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then, and then like, oh, God, Elijah Wood's a bad guy. And then, like, the, the queen comes back to life. And he's like, I saved you, my queen. I love you. And she's like, Elijah Wood? Get the fuck out of here, douche. And she kills him. Man, <laughs> what's awesome. up with that? I was like, yes. She's been dead for 800 years. And she's like, Elijah Wood, fuck off, Frodo. <laughs> Just kills him. It's <laughs> so good. That was the only good part of the movie. I was like, woo! Bam! Give the people what they want. <laughs> yes. I never understood that trope. It's like, all right, all right. You're one of your servants. You don't know which one. Just, just you know, said like, hey, I did something great. And management is like, well, guess what? We're gonna make you hate your job uh, by punishing you. Like, thanks for speaking out. Now you're going to die. Like, I never really got that. You know, it's like even Toadie got his rewards on gummy bears. You know, like, Toadie got kicked around. But when Toadie did something good, like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Well, who's Toadie's uh, guy? Duke Geekthorn. Duke Geekthorn was like, great job, Toadie. He's like, I won't I won't break both your arms tonight. Yeah. And he's like, thanks, sir. But he totally had hate sex with him oh, every yeah. time the gummies defeated him. I mean, that's why he was so tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, um, I mean, that that was the best part. She killed Elijah Wood. She was like, she's like, Gandalf should have chose Aragorn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> to carry the ring. <laughs> or Sam. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. He did suck. Sam. Well, Sam is best ring bearer. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah, he should have won. He should have gotten an Oscar that year. Oh, yeah, man. I love you, Sean Austin. You're the man. <laughs> you say Austin? <laughs> Aston. Aston, bro. Sean, Sean Aston. Sorry, Sean dude. Sean Meerkat Manor Aston. No, dude. Sean <laughs> Raphael Ninja Turtle. Dude, he has redefined Raphael. Mm. He is amazing as Raphael. Which, by the way, in the latest um, Ninja Turtle, like season four kicked off after that crazy season three ender. Mm-hmm. And they put April in the yellow jumpsuit. All right. Bam! It was so awesome. I mean, and they use a good reason to do it too. Like they're in space now, and she put on a yellow, spa- yellow and white spacesuit. Okay, done. But it's like the exact, it's like the exact jumpsuit <laughs> from back in the day, and it was so funny because as soon as she put it on, both Casey Jones and Donatello were like all like hearts in their eyes, like ah boner. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously, where it was awesome. <laughs> they were just like oh wood. <laughs> like Donatello's, Donatello's, Donatello's bow staff was like, boing. <laughs> so it was hilarious. I love that they put it in the jumpsuit. Good job, Ninja wow. Turtle creators. Well, it's, uh, every, every time they reboot the, uh, the, the Ninja Turtles, they're like, check it out. April O'Neil, she's totally different. And then a few years in, they're like, April O'Neil, it's exactly what she wanted on a silver platter, fanboys. Here it is. She's back in yellow. Yeah, and it was just like, you know, like Michael Bay's like, oh, we'll give her a yellow jacket for like a minute of the movie. Yeah. And then these guys were like, nah, we'll put her in the exact jumpsuit, but we explained it away because space. Perfect. Yeah. Space. Thank you. Space. Appreciate space, it. Space. Is Donatello stay dead? 
No, oh, no, no, he, that's right. He didn't kill him off in the uh, on the cartoon show, right? They killed him off in the comics. No, they didn't kill him in the comic. He was mostly dead. He was ah. Princess Bride. He was Princess Bride mostly dead. He said his he sent his like consciousness into a different altered plane, mm. and then his body was like mostly dead. And then they were working to like fix his body, and then he they sent his consciousness into Metalhead. Mm-hmm. And then once his body was more healthy, like he was still aware of it or something. And then finally he just fucking, it would probably have been better if he just died. But so no, he's back in his body and doing everything. It took about six issues. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they took a bow staff, his bow staff, and smashed his spine with it. Like busted it through his shell. It was brutal. No, man. They used a sledgehammer. Oh, was it a sledgehammer? Yeah, right, they, they right. took his bow staff and snapped it in half. They're like, this is a stick. It doesn't hurt us. Mm. It was a good scene. So, uh, well, um, I got a couple little things. What do you got? I got, so I've, I've been watching some, some, what I called classic anime, which, of course, classic meaning, meaning stuff I thought was cool when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Most people have heard of Ninja Scroll. It was a pretty popular movie in the 90s. It's it's got action, it's got boobs, it's got a lot of gore, but it's but uh it's solid. And I would still recommend I, it highly today. Oh, I was going to say should I watch it cuz they have it for free on my Hulu. Oh, absolutely, dude. It's like it's you know, it's like it's an animated feature film from Japan. Uh the dub is actually pretty good. But um hmm. But there are some things in it that I will warn you about that are very, very similar to this other film that nobody remembers called Wicked City. And I, I, I think it was like in a BuzzFeed article, somebody decided to do like a, hey, top the top ten like weird sex scenes in, in animes. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if um, Legend of the Overfiend is on there. It wasn't. But uh, a couple scenes from Wicked City was on there. And I'm like, oh, weird. Isn't, isn't Wicked City a TV show? It is, which is why the old original anime is getting hard to Google, unless you have the specific oh, okay. terms. So, yeah, not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, the animated... I'm going to stop saying classic. I'm talking about the animated film, Wicked City. So, hmm. so similarities. And I was watching through Wicked City thinking, you know what? This is a lot like Ninja Scroll. A lot like... Wait, and it was like, wait a second. Are those... Are the main characters voiced by the same dude? It seemed like the same exact show. So, similarities. I have, like, a top six list. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, similarity number one. There's a main female lead, and she gets raped, raped, raped. Dun-dun-dun! That was the thing in the... In, the, uh, <laughs> in these 90s animes, they would kind of get away with having sex scenes if it was with, like, an alien or a monster or something that didn't have <laughs> a regular penis. No, because of, that... all the, because of all the censorship in Japan. Is that where the hentai came from? Is that by doing it from here? And then they just went, this is the only scene that people like, so they'll just make full movies of this. I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of like, I'm sure it's, you know, like market forces, etc. But Wicked City is pretty brutal, man. And that like, you know, they they set up the situation where the hero who's like, he's a human, but he's, you know, got like, he's really tough and he's got this really cool gun. And uh, here's this woman from like the demon side because there's this like black world, the demon world. And she's coming in, and she's got superpowers, too. And they seem, like, to be like, on equal footing, except she gets, like, taken advantage of all the time in this movie. All the damn time. 
in ninja school it's kind of the same way in that like we're in the first 15 minutes there's a pretty brutal rape scene where like the where the female lead is like i'm here and i'm a ninja and i'm part of a team and i'm kicking ass and oh man it's too bad i was born a female because i'm gonna get raped a bunch of times in this movie Ah, the 90s. I don't think they really do that kind of stuff anymore, unless you're really into, like, like people, like, there'll be, like, a like a fetish release where, like, okay, it's Rape the Movie. You know what you're getting into. Instead, it's like, hey, in the 90s, they have these kick-ass uh, anime action movies. By the way, there's a lot of, like, forced intercourse. Get ready. Huh. Buckle up. Silence. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say to that topic. Rape know, is bad. No, it's awful. It's, it's like bad. shame on those '90s Japanese anime people. Shame on you. So, all right, that was similarity number one. That's also like that's also like a stark warning. Like, hey, if you Google this, you should know what you're getting into. Uh, number two, number two similarities between Wicked City and Ninja Scroll. The male is a hardcore badass. The film goes through like explicit lengths to show you how awesome he is. And in both movies, uh, he goes up against like uh, demons in both movies. Both movies, he gets his butt handed to him. It's just like he like he forgets in both movies. He like he's like I'm here and I'm awesome and I totally forgot how to fight or I forgot to take precautions. I underestimated everybody. So he gets his butt totally kicked, but somehow manages to come through it or is saved by his allies. Mm. It's a trope, but it's, and it's in both of them. There's like uh, there's like similar characters in both movies. The hero is exactly the same person. The there's like a lecherous old man who's always like talking about the female figure, uh, especially in Wicked City. He's like he seems like the only thing he wants to do is go get laid. Uh, who turns out to be the wise mentor? Seems mm. like the same voice actor. In fact, these might have been dubbed by the same um, American or Canadian crew. Uh, let's see, fourth similarity, the villain is a mysterious figure with these strange political mach- machinations. Who can regenerate after being killed? So both movies, you have this villain who seemingly can't be killed because he just regenerates. Uh, number five, lots of blore, blore. <laughs> uh, when you have blood and gore in the same sentence, it becomes blore. 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 Lots of blood, gore, and sex with actually really great animation. And great fight choreography. All right. But way too much rape. Mm. <laughs> it's like, especially Wicked City, it's like, it's like 70%, uh, like, it's like, hey, where's the main female character? Probably getting raped. Mm. I know. It's like, God, uh, looking back at these movies, you know, uh, when I was in high school, the only chance you could ever get to watch one of these films was to buy it on $30 VHS tapes. Or to watch it at a friend's house who had bought it on you know, VHS. Nowadays, it's like, well, you can find these movies online for free. So there's a lot more, like, direct marketing. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, all right, if you're into action movies, here's Action Movie the Movie. Okay, if you're into, to like, uh, BDSM, here's BDSM the Movie. You know, there's not really, like, a lot of cross-mingling. I mean, prove me wrong, but uh, that's my oh. opinion. Do you remember when they would sell episodes of Dragon Ball Z on VHS tape, but you only got three fucking episodes uh, per VHS tape? If and, then, and there was like a zillion VHS tapes. You're like, really, dude? Three of them? They just talk all three. They're like, they're like stretching. <laughs> they're stretching for the fight, and they you have to buy the next VHS tape for the fight. It's oh. like 
stupid. The, the worst part was that uh, the first release on VHS for Dragon Ball Z in the, in the United States was the censored versions. Mm. And so, like, they got everybody's money out of their pockets, and we all forked it over for these, like, uh, I think it was, like, 10 feet of VHS tapes with, like, this cool uh, mural on it. Yeah. Uh, and then, as soon as the last... Ooh, sounds my phone again. As soon as the last tape was released, they're like, oh, by the way, guys, here's the uncensored version of VHS tape. Fork over more cash. Yeah, like I said, watching Dragon Ball Z Kai, I was like, during the Frieza Namek fight, I was like, holy shit, I finally get to watch Frieza stab Krillin through the chest with his horn. Yeah. For the first time ever. And then, like, his blood trickles down the horn and Frieza licks it. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> this is great, man. Licking Krillin blood? Okay. Uh, he's like, I wonder. Uh, I mean, he must have picked up something from that blood, man. It came back all gold. So, yes, I so need to watch that. To, to end that topic, I would highly recommend watching Ninja Scroll. Wicked City, I mean, it's all right. But it's de- like the the plot in Ninja Scroll is way better. The characters are better. There's less tropes and it's a lot more fun. In Ninja Scroll, there's like there's this team of like there's a super team of like six demons that are out to uh, mess up the main character, track him down, mm-hmm. kill him, and every one of those guys has a really cool power, and they're just like individual characters. Like in Wicked City, it's like, well. I wish you hadn't killed off that character in the first fight because they seemed like they had a lot of ties to the main female lead, and that was kind of interesting. And everybody after that is just like generic fodder. Like, who cares? Mm. So, watch Ninja Scroll. It's awesome. Wicked City. It's all right. If you're into, <laughs> if you like your action with a side of, of, of fetish fuel, then check out Wicked City, I would say. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, my um, two little things here are I did see the pilot to Supergirl. Oh, okay. And um, uh, Supergirl herself, the actress, I thought was really really good. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a, a good job. It was refreshing because she was into it. Mm. You know, it wasn't like, this burden that I bear. <laughs> what should I do? She was kind of like, oh, I kind of feel like my, my life uh, sucks. I'm getting coffee. I should be saving people. Yeah. Oh look, I saved people. That was awesome. Cool. So um, that was that was cool. But then um, there's this organization that tracks like meta humans or whatever, and like the second time she tries to fly, they instantly dart her with kryptonite darts. Dang. And tie her up and stuff. And I was like, that was easy. <laughs> and then they they say that she when she came out of the Phantom Zone, she brought like space prison with her. Mm. And so they all bust out of the Phantom Zone, but they're not all like Kryptonians, but they all have powers of some sort. So she just has to slowly. Uh, Bring them all in. I, I I didn't think the show was that great. I just really liked her, so mm-hmm. I'll have to watch it again to see what what gets better. Calista Flockhart's in as the boss. She's pretty one note jerk of a boss, but eh, whatever. We'll see what happens. I, I, I thought you like one dimensional characters though. I do, but this one was just annoying. I mean, because it's it just seemed like she was doing her best Devil Wears Prada Miranda impression. Mm. Kind of thing. I don't know. That's stupid. Isn't like like she plays like a female J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. So I'll have to watch it again. See what happens. Because Supergirl stuff was cool. The rest of the show was kind of bleh. Yeah. Well, but, I mean that sounds positive. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what they did with her. So that was cool. 
And um, her sister sucks, though. Her sister sucked ass. I really did not like what they did with her adopted sister. It was dumb. Yeah. Her adopted sister is in the shadow organization that tranked, tranked her. Well, well, She's like, what? My sister? You've known this whole time? <laughs> You work for the anti-superhero per- group? What the fuck? I was like, that's stupid. But um, anyways, my other thunder dump is uh, the rumors about the Batman next Batman solo movie. Is they're going to do the Under the Red Hood storyline? Right. Which would be awesome. All these movies coming out that they've uh, they've done animated that were that were very good. <laughs> oh, like, dude, well, Under the under the Red Hood was really good. Yeah. That's that was like the first one where I was like, I can finally love a non Kevin Conroy Batman, right. and I can finally love a non Mark Hamill Joker. Mm-hmm. Like both of those guys were really, and of course I can't say who they actually are, <laughs> <laughs> but whoever they were, they were really good. And um, and yeah, that was really good uh, animated movie. So I mean. Bring it on! It's someone good to be uh, the Red Hood. I finally saw the um, the comic that Under the Red Hood was based on. Yeah, like somebody somebody posted, I think, like a few pages from the comic because I I didn't feel like reading the whole story because it's already been spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. So, but it was interesting. in In the original comic, uh, Jason Todd has has Joker uh, dead to rights and he's holding a gun to his head and he's daring Batman to stop him on the count mm-hmm. of on the count of I think three. And when he's like when he gets to two and a half, Batman throws a batarang and it like misses or like I think like it knocks the gun out of his hand and like ricochets off something and stabs Jason in the neck. Bleeding profusely. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I think I think or if they do live action again do that moment that way because it was such a I think it was such a better moment where these where he's like Batman is going against everything that he knows to be right, uh, trying to be the righteous man and wind up screwing up uh, Jason Todd again. Like, well, you know, you know what they should do for Jensen Ackles is they should cast the guy who was the voice actor in the movie. In in the movie, the voice actor was. Jensen Ackles right. from uh, Supernatural TV show. Mm-hmm. He plays Dean in Supernatural, and he is awesome. I love him as a character of Dean in Supernatural. Like, really good character, and it's a and he should have been a superhero by now. Like, he, he could totally, he should be totally be a Marvel or DC guy. So why not make him as Jason Todd? Because he was really good as the voice actor. So fuck mm-hmm. it, just cast him. I could see him looking like you know he's got the look for it. You know he doesn't look too old. Mm-hmm. So he would match up against Ben Affleck. So yeah, fucking cast him. We gotta, already know he could do it. You got to have like some kind of flashback where he's Robin, though. Like, would that work? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it depends <laughs> on. I mean, let's. They can. They can shoot anything, dude. If they can make Michael Douglas look young, that was you that know? was interesting. And if they can make Michael Douglas look young in Ant Man, they can make fucking Jensen Ackles look young enough to be Robin Hood. You know that's true. So, but yeah. So I mean, if that's if that's true, if that's what they do, awesome. Do that. Cool. Well, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> the timer was it's like the end of the podcast. There's a timer <laughs> yeah. going off. End that <laughs> shit. Yeah. 
So thank you, everybody, for listening. We are the Jumpman Podcast. We're coming at you every single week over at jumpmanpodcast.com. We're also some, uh, we're also on iTunes. You can like, comment, or subscribe uh, to each episode. Thanks, for everybody, for subscribing. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash jumpmanpodcast. We're on Twitter if you want to follow us. That's cool. Uh, you can also check us, check us out on retrowaretv.com and elder-geek.com. And if you want to read some of the shit that I write, uh, you can go to coolsuperawesome.com, where all my books are. Cool. There's some good superhero nonsense and a great uh, junior mystery novel. So if you've got a niece or nephew that's between fourth and sixth grade, you definitely need to pick it up. Because I've been testing this book on actual fifth graders, and they all like it. Awesome. Not just because I threatened to beat them. <laughs> I will murder your parents unless you give me a five-star review. Yeah. Murder me, you'll give me a review. That's right. Ugh. All right, I'm going to go rest my voice. I got colds. All right, All see right. ya. Bye. Jump man, engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall.